Hey church, uh, Pastor Brandon here. You are about to listen uh, to one of my best friends in the whole world. Um, his name's DJ Soto, and, and DJ and his wife Carrie, they've been our uh, family uh, pastors, our, just our interim family pastors over the last few weeks, and they've brought just a breadth of knowledge and care and love uh, for not only your children, um, but for also the volunteers that serve down there. And so there, we have about 66 volunteers that serve um, downstairs in our kids' church and in our nursery upstairs. Uh, and, and they've just been trying to make sure that the, our kids stay safe, make sure they take developments and all of that. And, um, and But really, that's just one aspect of who DJ and Carrie is. DJ um, and Carrie, they're actually also, they're also church planners. And right now they're planning a church in virtual reality, which is amazing in and of itself. Um, but, but, the, but what I love about DJ is that DJ is often finding himself thinking about things that we haven't even started to ask questions about yet. And that's why I love hanging out with him. I love uh, just picking his brain about where, what he's been thinking about, what he's been writing about, what he's been uh, working on. Um, and he's even just, I mean, just even planting a church in a part of technology that hasn't even really been explored yet. Uh, and, and he's been working on that for the past number of months. So I believe the way that, that the way DJ is going to teach uh, you right now is going to be something that you're going to love. And I pray that you're blessed by him as much as um, Connie and I are uh, the same. So uh, we, we love you guys. I can't wait to be back with you next week. Uh, and we'll see you then. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Pain is temporary. It may last for a minute, or an hour, or a day, or even a year. But eventually, it will subside, and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. All right, good morning, church. It's good to see everyone this morning. And all right, bright and early. So this is the early morning crowd. Great. Um, my wife, Carrie, and I, we've been downstairs for the past couple of months uh, working with the children. And it's just been a blast. We've just had a great time. And uh, we're just really impressed. This isn't just uh, words of flattery. Uh, we, we have a traveling ministry. We were pastors for years. And we've been traveling from churches to churches, state to state. And um, this is just a, a church that's the cream of the crop. Um, and that's, uh, you know, from Pastor Brandon's leadership, just knowing the staff um, and also just working in the children's ministry, just great volunteers. And we were telling them that this morning. We say, man, we love you guys. Uh, there's a bittersweet part of having a traveling ministry, and that's, you know, you come in and then you have to leave. And so uh, we've enjoyed, we've never really been to New England before. As a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, I genuinely said Boston with like the ba, you know, not Boston, I was like Boston, you know, whatever. I, it just came out, you know, just hanging with the people downstairs, and it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, we've been exploring this whole, uh, this area. We do a lot of hiking and and it's just been a joy. A lot of rain. I'm not sure about that. I'm not feeling that. But that's, it's okay. Uh, we travel in a travel trailer, and right now we're, we're parked at Brandon and Connie's house. Maybe some of you um, had, didn't know we've been here for the past couple months, but um, 
it's just been a real joy, and we're just so, so thankful for the time that we've had. Um, we're about to head to Virginia um, just for a little bit. Uh, that's kind of our headquarters down there, and then we're going to do a, a cross-country trip to connect with some conferences and ministries over in California. So as you think about us, if it ever just crosses your mind, oh, yeah, that family that came, or uh, we definitely appreciate your prayers. Um, it's a strange thing. Um, Pastor Brandon mentioned that we're also pastors in virtual reality. It's a, it's a thing that we have been doing for the past year or so. Uh, VR is kind of at the brink. It hasn't uh, come into mainstream just yet. Maybe some people in here have VR headsets. Uh, but that's kind of like a, a big revolution that's coming, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that. But, um, you know, just as a smartphone and television, you know, virtual reality is coming, and I know many of us are like, man, does it ever stop? You know, just when I was getting used to my smartphone, now something else is coming out. But we've been planning uh, churches in virtual reality. Um, it's, it's one of our goals for, it's called the Virtual Reality Church. And uh, the elder board is comprised of three people. It's, it's me, a gentleman out in California, and also a guy in Australia. So we're kind of all over the globe. We meet in virtual reality for meetings. And uh, we've been having some services, and it's been amazing. Listen, atheists have come into our um, service to chat because they're curious. And, um, you know, even last night I had a volunteer meeting in virtual reality um, with, with some friends, and um, a guy came in because we left the building open, so to speak. It's kind of hard to describe um, virtual reality if you've never tried it. But he came into the building. Uh, Matt, he sounded like, I don't know, like 18-year-old. He just sounded like a young guy. And he said, you know, I've never, ever been to church, but maybe I'll come tomorrow, talking about tonight, because we have services on Sunday night. He says, I've never been to church. I've been struggling with depression, and uh, maybe, you know, church will help my depression. I was like, Matt, dude, you got to come to VR church tomorrow night. It's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. So that's just some of the things that we've been doing. And, and so we do virtual reality church, and we also travel churches to churches and, and helping out Brandon. I said, hey, Brandon, we're going to be in Boston for a couple months. Is, you know, we'd love to, you know, come serve and help, and it's just a perfect timing uh, with the transition of children's ministry. But um, enough about me. I really want to get into today's verse. I'm really, really excited about it, and I've just been pumped to share it all week. That's a Brandon word, pumped. And um, so if you look over here, uh, this is on your uh, bulletin. It says, your verse. And so for the next several weeks, we're going to be exploring the Bible through your verse. And so what's my verse? Well, we probably have a lot, don't we? We probably have several verses that we enjoy and that are, are maybe our favorite verses. Perhaps we have a, a life verse. And this is just one of my favorite verses that I'm going to share with you this morning. So I'm really excited about this series. And as you can see, the title of my message is called Hurricane. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we're going to get into today's message. God, thank you so much for this church. I just, Carrie and I have just been so encouraged by uh, the people, the relationships, the friendliness, and we're just so thankful to be a part of this, and we're, we're sad to go, but we're excited to see what God is going to do in everyone here, every single person. I believe, God, you have a destiny for, and Father, we just pray for your blessing and favor upon this church. We know that you're going to do great miracles in here, and in Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen. All right. Well, like uh, many of you, uh, like I mentioned before, my wife and I are hikers. We love exploring. I'm sure uh, uh, this is a, a great place to get outdoors. I love nature. I'm sure many of, of you do. Uh, the sheer diversity of plant and animal life is just simply amazing. So we're going to pretend for a moment. Let's get a little interactive in church. 
All right, here's just a, just a quick game. In 10 seconds, you're going to turn into the, uh, an animal that you imagine in your brain. So you got 10 seconds, you, you know, you decision makers, boom. All right, so let's share it. All right, you can talk. You can talk. Let's turn to your neighbor, turn to who's next to you, share that animal. Go ahead, make some uh, noise, speak out loud, okay? I heard, yeah, must have been a good one. She just laughed out loud. What animal you got in your brain? Sharing it, good. Man, some of you must have some good ones. I hear some crazy reactions going out there. All right, anyone, anybody want to share what their animal was? I don't want to put anybody on the spot. Just yell it out. Lion, Lion. okay. Giraffe, giraffe. A wolf, wolf, okay. All right, well, let me tell you some of mine. Um, too many animals to pick from, but I think I would pick an eagle. Um, I, or really anything that could fly, right? Just fly around, just flap around, just to, you know, I'm not used to the Boston traffic uh, on the side. I do video production, make commercials for businesses, and um, I do a lot of work in Boston. Never been to Boston before. Traffic, traffic, you know, 3, 3 o'clock. Oh, here's what happened last week. I punched in. I said, oh, okay, it's only going to take an hour. This is like 6 in the morning. My shoot was at like 4 p.m., right? So then at 4 p.m., I was like, oh, it's only going to take an hour. Punched it in. It was like two hours, you know, it took me to get there. So I would definitely pick an eagle, or maybe if that didn't work, I would go with this guy, a rhinoceros, okay? I think that maybe barreling through traffic, you know, to kind of get that frustration out, that would work. Um, so I think it's kind of interesting that as we use animal in imagery in our conversations, maybe we don't even realize we're doing it, um, because imagery leaves a deep impression in our hearts, and in our minds. Uh, for instance, you may have heard of someone said, I am hungry as a horse. Has anybody ever heard uh, that imagery said that before? Or, or how about this one, you boxing fans? Uh, Muhammad Ali said, float like a butterfly, sting like a... Thank you very much. So you know the idea of imagery and how we use that to describe it. We didn't talk a long time about, well, Muhammad Ali, he's fast, he has technique with the jab and the cry. No, we just said he floats like a butterfly, things like a bee, and images planted in our mind. Imagery is, is a very powerful thing. With that description, imagery comes to our mind, and it leaves a deep, deep impression in our spirit. And not only that, not just the brain, it's also in our emotions. It, it, it evokes an emotional response. I'm going to show an image here in a second. Let me see what kind of emotional response I get. Go ahead and put the next image up. All right. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah, there's an emotional response coming from that. Carrie and I spent most of our, our married years in, in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, just an hour from Philly. I don't know if we're a, if Eagles fans per se, but hey, you know, that's kind of the market we were in for like 16 plus years. All right, so how about this one? What kind of emotional response do you get from this next image? Oh, okay. All right. You know, you know, I'm in Pennsylvania, you know, minding my own business on Facebook, and Brandon's always tweeting about the Patriots. You know what I mean? Oh, it's always coming out. You know, the greatest team of all time, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, yeah, imagery impresses our minds, and it impresses our emotions. Now, the Bible uses imagery. Jesus Christ is described as the Lion of Judah. And before I talk about this, I want to talk about some, let me back up, because um, imagery we also like to identify with. 
So let's put that uh, slide up. We got these guys. I mean, they're painted. They got the face paint. They got the headwear. They got everything going on here. I mean, we like to identify with imagery. And like I mentioned, Jesus Christ is described as the lion of Judah. Not the squirrel of Judah, but the lion of Judah. So instead of using words like majesty, power, and, you know, we could do that, and the Bible does that, the Bible simply impresses on our hearts and minds with the image of a lion. Another illustration is in the book of Isaiah where it says, the weary will mount up with wings like eagles. No complex descriptions needed. The image of an eagle leaves an impression in our minds. Uh, Negative imagery is also very powerful. Jesus Christ once told some religious know-it-alls that they were a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of snakes. In that culture, this statement was, was really very, very offensive. And, you know, what, what, what if I just came, you know, came up to you and I called you a rat? I mean, that's, you know, that image, you know, would not suit well in our hearts. How would that make you feel? The power of imagery, it, it, it affects the mind. It affects the emotion. So let's switch over to the world of dendrology for a moment. Dendrology is a study of, of trees. We'll keep this one short. Same thing. We're going to take about 10 or 15 seconds. You're going to turn into the tree that you imagine in about 10 seconds, turn to your neighbor, same thing, say what tree you would become. Go ahead, go ahead. Feel free to. I think I heard my tree. I, heard, I think I heard someone say it. All right, so what tree did you pick? You just got a couple. Baby something. Oh, baby Groot. Yeah, that's a great tree. That's a great Guardians of the Galaxy reference there. Um, anybody else? A dogwood, is that what I heard? Dogwood? Willow, very good. All right, so here's my first initial thought. My first initial thought was redwoods. That's kind of what I kind of pictured that I would want to be turned into. See, Wikipedia describes redwoods as the largest and tallest trees in the world. These trees can live up to an age of thousands of years. This species includes the tallest living trees on Earth, reaching up to 379 feet in height without the roots and up to 26 feet in diameter. So in my brain, I picked the redwoods, man. These are strong and, and tall. You pick, you know, the you know, baby Groot. That's a great one. Uh, the willow. And uh, we choose these images because of power, uh, maybe of beauty, or just something amazing. Eagles so I can fly. Redwoods so I can be strong. And the reason we spent some time talking about imagery and how it affects our heart and minds is because, as I mentioned before, God uses imagery throughout Scripture to plant deep truths in our spirit. And in the book of Psalms, we're talking about your verse And in the book of Psalm, there's a verse, and God uses a particular tree to describe all of us. There's an impression that God wants to leave in our hearts and minds. And and let me be honest with you. When I first saw this um, tree, I was a little bit perplexed. It just, it was kind of random to me at least. But God doesn't do random, and there is a purpose. Here's the first part of Psalm 92.12. Psalm 92.12 says the godly. Let's stop there at godly. Because 
Uh, sometimes in, in the Christian world, godly can just mean those who are super spiritual, those who have attained. No, God, godly means those who have God in our lives. We are godly. Sometimes it's used in a negative, but this is a positive way that God uses um, that word. The godly shall flourish like a, let's see the next word, palm tree. Oh, interesting there. I mean, I, I mean, personally, if I was writing the scripture, I would have put oaks or redwood, something strong and tall. Uh, a palm tree, you know, that was a little anticlimactic, right? Oh, we were talking about lions and redwoods, and now we've got a palm tree. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, 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 there's nothing wrong with palm trees. I would, wouldn't mind being near a palm tree right now. I feel like, you know, that would mean I'm near something tropical and warm weather, but still, why not like a redwood or an oak or something like that? And so I find it personally, just me, just me speaking, I find it strange that God uses the term palm tree to describe us, the godly. Strange, unless you lived where they have hurricanes. Has anybody ever been in a hurricane before? Have any kind of experienced that? I see wow, several hands kind of experienced um, hurricane experience. I remember my first hurricane. I was a student in college in Florida, and Hurricane Irene came on land, and she did Quite a bit of damage. You know, it was my first one. I was freaked out. Um, as a matter of fact, they didn't want the students in the rooms where the windows were. We all kind of gravitated towards the hallway. And we, that's where we spent our time during the storm. And when we went out, I mean, it didn't do like Hurricane Katrina damage, but it was, there was some damage all around campus. I mean, the, the, it was a little bit ominous, too. For those of you that have kind of been in a hurricane, those dark clouds and, and the sound of the winds and like just the intense nature of the storm is unnerving. So if you've been in a hurricane, you can, old, you can understand the seriousness of the storm. And the same is true for us. Because when it rains in our lives, when it just rains, figuratively speaking, we can handle those days, can't we? we uh, life can get dark and cloudy and rainy, but we know it will pass. We, we may describe these rainy days as just having a bad day. Then there are the storms of life, maybe a little bit harder. Storms of life, they're tough, uh, but we know the end is in sight. We'll be okay. We might describe these moments as just real difficulty in our lives. But this morning, I'm not talking about the rains of life. I'm not talking about the storms of life. I'm talking about the hurricanes of life. Maybe there's someone in here just going through a tragic and just insane circumstances. These are the times in life where we want to quit, where we, they, they, there's no good answer. We want to throw in the towel. Maybe we say things in our, in our brain that we, we wish we'd never been born. We doubt that God even cares. Maybe he's even punishing us. The hurricanes are of life. Man, those winds come. It's not just rain. It's not just storm. The hurricane winds come and puts our face to the ground. And in a church this size, maybe someone in here is going through a hurricane right now. Maybe some of you are going through a hurricane in, before in your life. Tragedy. That's, that's not how life was supposed to be. Sa sadness. We, we don't see the silver lining. There's, there's no end in sight. And, and, and there's doubt. Like all the Christian uh, phrases, you know, God's got this, or God works all things together for good. Well, those are true, man. At those times, they don't feel true at all. Man, the hurricanes of life. Why, why is life like that sometimes? Man, it, it's sunny one day, and the next day, the hurricanes of life puts our face on the ground. 
Um, I don't know, maybe someone can relate to what I'm speaking to. Maybe inside you know what I'm talking about. Like I said, rain, we can handle. A storm, whatever. But man, those hurricanes of life, the seasons of life, a great difficulty. The hurricanes of life will even bring strong people down to their knees. And, you know, I wish hurricanes of life didn't happen. I wish they were, were not existent. But I'm here to tell you some good news. God wants you to know something. He wants, to know, he wants you to know about how you are designed in Jesus Christ. This is important for us to know. It will make a huge difference in our life because he uses imagery to plant an impression in our mind and in our heart and in our spirit. And the truth is that we who have been rooted in Jesus Christ will flourish like a palm tree. Let me talk about this a little bit. The, the use of this tree is not random. There is a purpose. So think about it for a second. 150 to 200 mile an hour winds comes tearing through. Some of those, some trees, many trees wouldn't be able to withstand that. Check out these pictures of trees that did not survive hurricane force winds. As you can see, man, these trees just snapped in half and, and look at this one in, in front of the house. Maybe you've seen one across the road. Have you ever heard a tree kind of cracking and just kind of a little bit unsettling? And those hurricane force winds, other trees would not survive those winds. Man, 150 to 200 mile an hour winds. However, the palm tree was, desi was designed differently. This tree was divinely designed to withstand hurricanes. An article on palm trees said that certain trees are almost hurricane-proof. These include the sable palms, the date palms, manila palms, pindo, and jelly uh, palms from, the, from studies done by the University of Florida for uh, Hurricane Andrew. See, God designed this tree to withstand hurricane-force winds. This, like, single non-branching tree can bend at an extreme degree for long periods of time. And perhaps you've seen images of, of palm trees that just kind of bend all the way. And, and the same is true for us. Don't you feel that in life? Sometimes you feel like you're going to snap. It feels like there's too much pressure in your life. But God describes us as a palm tree because the good news is that the hurricane in your life is not the end of the story. Because as we're rooted with Jesus Christ, we have the exact same qualities of a palm tree. God has given us the ability to withstand the storm, and that's why he describes us as a, as a palm tree. You know, the winds will blow, you know, the rains are going to come, but we will not break. I, I know it might feel like we're going to break. We, we, we feel like we're not going to last another day. We feel like we might snap. There's, there's stress in this world. Maybe uh, some of us deal with depression or addictions or just something is just too much for us. But the good news is that through Jesus Christ, we are hurricane-proof. Um, and, and I know it's difficult, and I, I know it's sad. Some of us, are, some of us might be feel like giving up. Man, I just, I just can't do this anymore. And we all have different stories. We all come from different walks of life. We're all on a different part of the journey. And wherever you're at, whatever you're dealing with, you might think to yourself, man, I can't, I can't take this anymore. This relationship, this, this situation this illness that I've been dealing with, I can't take it anymore. You know, the, it, it may also feel like the enemies of God has thrown everything at you. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers of this world. 
However, the Bible also says this, that no weapon formed against you will prosper. What was meant for your destruction, God will transform it into good. Enemies of life may try to destroy you, but they will not win. See, like the palm tree itself may think that it's over. The winds are too strong. Um, The palm tree may think that, you know, I'm flat on the ground, I'm going to break. It seems like the hurricane will win. I don't know if anybody, you don't have to raise your hand. This is kind of just a personal question. Anyone feel like they have their face on the ground? You feel that heaviness in your spirit? You're knocked down. You can't seem to get on your feet. Their winds are too strong. And sometimes we interpret the, the, the hurricane as God's punishment to us. Or perhaps we just think, man, you know, this is just too much for me. The, the depression, the addiction, the anxiety. However, the truth is this. Psalm 92.12. The godly shall flourish like a palm tree, you will survive the storm. Now, we've got to take a moment because it's a little embarrassing here. My, my apologies. I, I think I just said something a little bit inaccurate. So, um, I Notice how I just said we are going to survive the storm. Well, um, sorry, it's simply not true. And I know some of you are thinking to yourself, oh, great, Pastor DJ, you just come in here to church and you tell us about the hurricane, you say we're not going to survive. My bad, my mistake. Because here's the thing. If we take a closer look at this verse, we find an important truth that transcends the idea of merely surviving the experience. Here's what I mean. That uh, we may believe, and I may believe, that surviving is good enough. There's nothing, nothing inherently wrong with this idea. So if the verse had said this, the godly shall survive like a palm tree. I'd have been content with that. I'd have been, oh, that's great. Man, that was good devotions right there. I mean, I'm going to pray on that one. But that's not what the Bible says. I mean, we may be content with that idea, uh, but it's not the, the word, the idea, the image that God wants to plant in our mind. This is just, uh, the sur- idea of survival is not good enough. See, the verse doesn't say the righteous shall survive like a palm tree. Your hurricane, I I, I kind of view hurricane experiences, let's just survive it. Let me get through it. As a church, let's just survive that. You know, but the verse says this. It says the godly shall flourish like a palm tree. Here's, Here's the definition of flourish. To flourish means to grow luxuriantly. You know, we're throwing some big words out here. I had to practice that pronunciation. To grow luxuriantly or to thrive in growth. See, the hurricane that you're facing, the hurricane that you're going through is serving a purpose. It feels like it's going to kill you, but you're actually going to come out of it stronger. You're actually, you're not just surviving this. You're coming out of that experience and you are going to grow luxuriantly. You're going to thrive in growth. Just amazing words. Because God's plan for you is not just to survive, but to thrive the experience that you're going through, to come out bigger and better than you were before. So if you don't mind, let's, let's go into science class to kind of explain what I'm talking about. Wind is very important for trees. When you look at a tree swaying in the wind, from an external perspective, you might not notice much. However, what you don't see is that on the inside, the wind is strengthening the root system. Here's a quote from a book of of permacultural design. It says, wind is very important for trees. Wind strengthens 
the tree fibers, and over, uh, that's interesting, overprotection may weaken the tree. Trees need to become hardy in, your, in, in their environment. And the same thing is true for us. See, the palm tree is, is minding its own business. The hurricanes come, but the winds actually strengthen the tree. The, after the experience, and it, it might take a while, that palm tree is going to come up, and it's going to be stronger than it was before. See, the hurricanes in our life, we might think, man, this is weakening us. This is, this is harming us. And, but the, the thing is, that is true is that the hurricane winds, although they were meant or perhaps designed to affect us, to weaken us, to steal our joy, the lesson of the palm tree is that we're actually going to be made stronger. The message today is about the strengthening of our spirit, the, the toughening up of our soul to face the difficulties of life. You were hit hard, but you're going to rise again. It, you know, it might take a while, like a palm tree takes a while to kind of kind of to come up, but you're going to rise up again, and you're going to be stronger. This isn't survival from that experience. You're going to thrive in growth. You're going to grow luxuriantly. The wind is strengthening the internal fibers of your spirit. It's strengthening your root system. What hurricanes are we facing? Man, I know there's, there's things that we're struggling with. It could be depression, anxiety, fear, lust. I have this whole list, betrayal, financial collapse, physical sickness. I mean, you, you fill in the blank. We're all on, you're, you have your own personal journey to go through. And some of us may, may feel um, just overwhelmed. I wish I had time to kind of go into detail about one of the hurricanes I, I went through. Long story short, I went to go to see a doctor years ago and was prescribed an antidepressant. Uh, the problem with that particular antidepressant at the time, the way that it was manufactured was that it would poison the system and cause a massive chemical imbalance. As a matter of fact, it was on afterwards, after I find out, that it was on NBC and the Wall Street Journal. I mean, it just... People just got jacked who took that medicine crazy, just suicidal brain. Just, it took years to kind of come out of that. And it was like crawling through hell one inch at a time. I mean, it was through, you know, everything you can think of, like diet. Ex- I mean, people praying, everything was just needed to help me kind of get out of that situation. My wife couldn't have made it without Carrie um, helping me through that situation. Maybe some of you are going through a similar, man, just crawling through this, this one inch at a time. What hell are you crawling out of? What difficulty has got your face to the ground? And listen, people might be judgmental of you. They might judge your situation. They see you struggling. They see your face to the ground. And we might come to the conclusion, man, that person's weak. Man, that person's always going to be uh, addicted to that. That person's always going to deal with that depression. And, and they might think of you as a lesser person. And on the outside, you might look defeated. However, what people don't see is that on the inside, the internal fibers of your spirit are being strengthened. The the hurricane was awful. You wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. You don't want to go through that again. But you are going to come stronger than you were before. By the way, it, it broke the heart of God to see you go through that difficulty. The book of Psalms says that God collects our tears. It's kind of, a, kind of a strange imagery. Meaning, but the idea is he remembers our tears. He remembers our pain. When, when we shed a tear, God sheds a tear. 
But at the appointed time, God will declare that hurricane over, and we're going to rise, and we are going to do what palm trees do, is rise again stronger than we were before. The good news of being rooted in Jesus Christ is we're not just going to survive, but we're going to thrive luxuriantly. The godly shall, shall flourish like a palm tree. Makes sense to me now. Before, it seemed a little strange. And I thank God so much that he describes us as a palm tree. Let's, let's finish this sermon with a quote from Rocky Balboa, if you don't mind, you Rocky fans, and, some, and three Bible verses. You kind of heard the quote at the beginning of the sermon. It says, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. I, I can't do the, 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 the voice. I would, but I can't. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you're hit. It's how, it, it ain't about how hard you, you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much can you take and keep moving forward? Isaiah 41.10 do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Let me stop in that idea. Sometimes I think, God, give me strength. But I'm, I'm not expecting winds to come to strengthen me, right? God says, I will strengthen you. And maybe he's going to use some winds to strengthen your root system, to toughen up your soul. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. James 1-2, when troubles of any kind come your way, rain, storms, hurricanes, any kind, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And finally, if, we had to do, if I had to do another week of your verse, we'd probably hang out here. Isaiah 43-12. Isaiah 43.12 says, when you go through deep waters, not, not, by the way, not if you go, not you might go, when you go through deep waters, not just regular waters, deep waters, I will be with you. Well, if you're with me, just get me out of the water, right, you know? No, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, who's being oppressed right now? You will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God. Let's pray together. God, at first, it's, it's confusing for, to see that we're like a palm tree. That's how you describe us. But I believe, God, that you're, you have divinely thought of that tree to implant an image in our spirit Father, that we're going to rise again from the difficulties that we're facing. And Father, we just pray that you would just bless us, those of us in here who are going through a hurricane experience. Maybe there's someone in here who, who just thought, God, I'm just going to go to church one last time. God, I, I just can't get it together. Maybe, maybe there's someone in here who's having intense suicidal thoughts. Whatever the situation is, God, we pray that you would help us to realize that we're going to rise again. I pray that this verse, this passage of Scripture would plant a hope in our hearts that even though the, the winds are there, it's, it's dark, the clouds are out, and, and the winds have got us to the ground, 
that we're not going to break, but that we're going to rise again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.